Thank you for listening to We Have Ways of Making You Talk. Sign up to our Patreon to receive bonus content, live streams, and our weekly newsletter with money off books and museum visits as well, plus early access to all live show tickets. That's patreon.com slash we have ways. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Achtung, achtung! Welcome to We Have Ways of Making Talk. We are Murray and James Holland, and we are we are talking about the Jedburs like we were last time, and we're just going to roll straight on. Officers recruited as leaders and seconds in command should be picked for qualities of leadership and daring, ability to speak and understand French, and all-round physical condition. They should be experienced in handling men, preferably in an active theater of operations, and be prepared to be parachuted in uniform behind enemy lines and operate on their own for some time. They must have had at least basic military training and preferably have aptitude for small arms weapons. And they must also want to kill Adolf Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) So that is the OSS requirement. For, can't uh, argue that, can you? You can't argue with that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love the fact they must have had at least basic military training. You know, yeah, hasn't everybody at this point? <laughs> well, um, do you need to even say that? I, know, I mean, it's really I crazy, thought, isn't of course. Three I thought you did that magnificently, thank by the way. You. Three months training. Well, no, it's three months to recruit. Three it months to recruit. Them. Yeah, um, and, and then they get and then they get really thrown into it, don't they? I mean, it's yeah. uh, psychological tests near Petersfield. I mean, if you're going to be psychologically tested anyway. Near Petersfield's place to do it. Yeah, devil's punch bowl. By this point, there is an apparatus for training people. To sort of special special training schools. It's, all, it's all, all set up, isn't it? The season got an acronym and everything. Yeah, exactly. And and you go to Ringway to. Uh, I mean, it's amazing, parachute. isn't it? You know, yeah. number six STS at Walsingham, yeah. number forty-five STS at Fairford, yeah. number forty at Gumley Hall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one wonders if these are numbered in the in the sort of baffling style of the military, where there aren't forty-five. There are. There are ten, and they're all numbered. You know, you know what I mean. There's, <laughs> I guess there's four, six, fourteen, twelve, and <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure, but that doesn't. That's not the point, is no. it? The point is that you know, there's an industry here. The, the three that yeah. that are, are are training yeah. the OSS recruits, yeah. and then the, the NCO who's going to work the radio is, uh, uh, and they've got to do bit of do Morse and all that. He's sent to um, Henley to the communication school at Henley. Yep. yep. And there's and there's a Jedburgh training school at yep. Milton Hall near P- Peterborough. Yep. Under. Lieutenant Frank Spooner. Yeah, I misread that earlier as Lieutenant Colonel Frank Spencer, which would be a slightly different chip. Oh, Betty. Oh, no. <laughs> I've put the plastic explosive in the cat. <laughs> 
anyone, anyone under a certain age. Yeah, Joey, or, or our producer. Not any, Joey, our producer. Not a... Completely blank. <laughs> nothing. He's got nothing on Frank Spencer. I mean, maybe. I mean, Frank Spencer, he's wearing a beret. Maybe he's a prototype. Maybe he's. <laughs> so he, anyway, so Lieutenant Colonel Spank Fruner, Frank Spooner, um, uh, sets up the Jebra Training School at Milton Hall. Doesn't last long. But it's guerrilla warfare, demolitions, use of enemy weapons, map reading, night navigation, agent circuit operations. Intelligence, sabotage, escape and evasion, counter-espionage, ambushes, yep. security use, all the, all yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the stuff. Uh, yeah, and they're also sent up for commando training up in Scotland as well. Yeah. They, they get that as well. The French are a little bit late to the party. Yeah. Uh, 70 French volunteers arrive in March 1944. They do take place in the, they do take part in the last major large-scale training exercise, uh, pre-invasion training exercise. Mm. So they're, they're coordinated into the kind of, you know the general, yep, yeah, the general setup, which is takes place in the Charlwood Forest uh, one, in Leicestershire from the thirty first of May to eighth of June. I, I mean, you, the, 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 these French volunteers, you got to, you know, are these? Because after all, De Gaulle does. De Gaulle has a small caucus of men in nineteen forty who, who choose to stay, right? Yeah. Doesn't he? So these are people who've basically been picked up across the, the course of the war, uh, not just in nineteen forty, but people who've come to the French colours in. Across the French Empire, join you know switch sides and all this sort of stuff. Yep. So who who these seventy volunteers are? How you've picked these seventy French volunteers? And obviously they've they've got to withstand the psychological testing. They've got to be tough. They've got to be capable. It's a it's a it's a, it's well, a very I, interesting slice of men. That I must think be. A, fa- a, a decent number of them come from the um, from the original Free French yeah. forces. Yeah. Um, that that are out in North Africa and stuff. Some are recruited from from SOERF. Yeah, yeah, bring bring them back. Yeah. Um, so they come from they come from all sorts because because the 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 free the, the French forces the, the French Expeditionary Corps that operates in in south um, southern Italy and then subsequently in southern yeah. France from August nineteen forty four onwards, they're not from the original. Well, there are some, but most yeah. of them are not from the original Free French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are operating with Pierre Koenig and Bill Hakim yeah. etc. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a huge accumulation of men in after after Dragoon, isn't there? Go, yeah, going to join the French army. Yeah, and there's also and then there's a whole load of them then who are in the uh, French Foreign Legion. Yeah, you, you know, which is an absolute core of of the Free French in the early days, from nineteen yeah. sort of forty to forty two. Yeah, they're from the um, the sort of demi brigade of the French yeah. Foreign Legion. They end up in the SS, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is yeah, it two yeah. two SS or one SS? I can't remember which can't one remember the French is. French anyway, is, yeah. whatever it is, and they end up Bel- in Britain. There's Belgian maybe. SAS as well, isn't there? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, but anyway, but yes, it it, it it it's fascinating, and that they're, they're, they're teamed up pretty early on. Yeah, and for the most part, it tends to be two Americans and a Frenchman, two British yeah. and Americans. But sometimes it is a British and a, an American and a and, and a, a Frenchman. Frenchman. Um, uh, and so they 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 do do mix it up, and the idea is that they are going to be at least forty miles deployed, at least forty miles behind the front line, and they are all over the place. I mean, yeah. you know, there's there's ninety three teams, yeah, which are dropped into France, plus a further six that are going to be dropped into Holland and later on, and, and from North Africa as well as from um from the UK, right? Yeah, because in Southeast, you know, particularly if you're you're going to Southern France, you're it's closer to Algiers easier, than you are to London. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, whatever. Because they're sort of half in, half out, aren't they? They're 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 yeah. they're they soldiers, but you know, because they're in uniform, and the idea is that it's an you know it's an unconventional warfare thing. But they're but they're also having to live off the the land and the comfort of strangers and yep. and all that sort of thing. It's a it's a peculiar. Um, 
existence, isn't it? Yes, but it's also a, a, a time where it's much easier to do that because, yeah. you know, the writing's on the wall, the Germans are almost yeah. beaten. Yeah. And also the Germans are, to a large extent, very, very distracted. <laughs> you know, don't, don't forget, all these yeah. Jebras are all being, they're all being set off after D-Day. Yeah, so yeah. this is not happening ahead of D-Day. This is happening after D-Day. Yeah. You've got you've got SOE circuits and MI6 and OSS agents operating in France ahead yeah. of D-Day, yeah. but they're just doing their own thing. The Jedbras specifically are being dropped after and usually quite a long way after. I mean, we're talking about early August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is ahead of the breakout. Yeah. And again, this is all because the guys that are doing the fighting on the ground at the front don't want lots of mayhem of all these Mackies running around and getting in the way. They want the chaos organised at least. They want organised chaos, but they don't want chaos getting in the way and cocking things up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and uh, yeah, and I mean, how how effective, you know, because after all, the Germans have had practice, haven't they, in dealing with um, allied insurgency behind the lines, haven't they? Because they've they've had in in the West, they're also applying different standards of um, uh, security, as it were, to the, the way they would in the East. Yes, you know, in 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 the East, there's an oradosa glown a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, they're handling it very, very. Yes, and and the, and the, there's there's. It's inconceivable that Das Wright, the, the, the second Panzer yeah. Division, SS Wolf and SS Panzer Division, would have destroyed a village in southern France had they not been on the Eastern Front. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, das Wright are involved in, you know, they're, they're there at Prokhorovka, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yes. You know, in the Battle of Kursk. I mean, yeah. I mean, these guys are seriously battle-hardened. Totally brutalised. Totally, totally brutalised. Yeah. You get in my way, you die. Yeah. I mean, it's just as simple as that. Yeah, and, yeah. and they've got a difficult job. They've got to try and get from southern France, from the Pyrenees, where 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 you are, yeah, all the way up to Normandy, yeah. and it takes them something like till the twentieth of July, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They don't. Yeah. They're really. They only just get into the line just before before Cobra, don't yeah, they? Yeah, because they're, you know, they're 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 having a they're having a real time of it, aren't they? And they're having a real time of it, and you know, it it is it's actually it's after Orador that they have that that nightmare where they're in that they've got their fuel supply in somewhere yes. near Limoges or Poitiers that's or something. Right. Yeah, and the SAS and, and, put a, well, a, the a, local a, French resistance yeah. tell the SAS that they've yeah. this they're all there the SS get on the blower get on the radio Grodron mosquitoes come over destroy the whole lot you know there's a lot of very very angry I mean the the other thing is is that's not their job either their their job is to is to go to the line and fight the 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 allies in the lodgement it's not to do internal security no so no well I mean it's it's interesting when you look at what the German internal security yeah exactly yeah you know, because it, because actually it's not very much. No. And of course it isn't, because it's 1944. Yeah. And France is a huge place, and they've got other things on their there mind. many, many plates to spin. Yeah. Many yeah, plates yeah, to spin. Yeah. So, so, so how it's set up is you have a... There's a military governor of France who was just operating in the occupied zone until November 1942. Yeah. And, and so you had that very, very odd armistice arrangement, which was only ever seen as a temporary thing because the war was expected to finish. Yeah. And then you'd have France being a vassal state and looking after itself entirely. Yeah. Um, but in November 1942, following the landings in northwest France, northwest Africa, rather. That's over. That That's when they go, okay, we can forget the whole kind of unoccupied zone. Yeah. We're going to occupy the whole lot. But that comes with a price because that means that the Germans have got to provide troops to occupy the whole yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, you're still doing it in harness with Vichy support, but you've still got to do it. Hmm. So by 1944, there is a military governor of France 
Um, and the governor is General Karl Heinrich von Stulpnagel. Von Stulpnagel? My name is Stulpnagel. Yes, exactly. Heil Hitler. <laughs> uh, and he's the second Stulpnagel. Stulpnagel. Because his cousin was there beforehand. Yeah, it might be Nagel, actually. Nagel. Stulpnagel. Stulpnagel. Nagel. Stulpnagel. Anyway, go on. What a name. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. He's a military governor. And then France is divided into four sectors, mm. which each has its own military commander. There's a northwest, northeast, southwest, and south. It's not very imaginative, is it? No. But anyway, that's what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> um, and each se- each of these sectors, these four sectors, has a military commander. A felt commandateur. Yeah, yeah, but for each French department within that section. So there's obviously yeah. the Department de la Loire, Garonne, or whatever it is, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, the Franche Comté. Um, and, um, and they only have about... 2,000, 3,000 personnel. Yeah. But the interesting thing about that is they are very much personnel. They might be personnel in uniforms, but that doesn't mean that they're frontline troops. Yeah. And they're far from it. They're mainly desk wallers and clerks and civvies. And there's lots of French female civvies who are working for them yeah. within that Feld Commandanter HQ, doing yeah. the admin. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, and each of these areas, each of these sectors has several security regiments. But overall, in the whole of France, they've probably got about 200,000 troops. You know, fell gendarmerie and and sort of which I mean, give, you know, like, like I was saying earlier, given the given the size of France, that's it's a drop in the ocean, isn't it? Yeah, and in an age where you know comms aren't great, and you know yeah. it's not yeah. like you can just sort of bring in air support on a no. GPS and all that kind of no, stuff. No, you know, no. your you, you, your men don't go as far as they do today, and I would argue even today that's not far. That's not yeah. very very yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so it's not very many, and and obviously they're in the pinch points, and the vast majority have been moved to the coast, yeah, the Atlantic coast, the southern coast, Normandy, yep. Pas de Calais, particularly all that area, Paris, the big cities. As you were saying earlier on, you know, there's large parts of of France which are largely empty, very rural. Well, and where everyone knows everyone, where everyone knows everyone. You go from one, one village hills. to another. You know, that's uh, why they're called the Maquis. Yeah, you know, because they are in the Maquis, and the Maquis yeah. is the name of that kind of hilly mountainous shrub yeah you know from the south it's not an easy job for the germans and they can't be everywhere they've got the malice but malice after the the, the malice really tails off dramatically yeah. after yeah, yeah. the invasion yeah and for very obvious reasons mm. but it's been very very evident beforehand and the reason the the, the malice i think are so are so strong is really because it's you know, they're conservative, right-wing, and they don't want France being overrun by commies. Yeah. Uh, uh, which is considered to be a... Re- you know, that is how most people view yeah. resistors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, but this is this is it, though, isn't it? Is that, is that um, the, the, the threat of Bolshevism, communism, is a, is, a, is a real and present danger if you're... Um, Someone in the someone in the mid twentieth century. It, yeah. it, it, it's a it's a true threat. Yeah. It's not it's not a an an imagined thing for people mm. at all. Um, which is why why people make this sort of um, you know we 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 talked the other day with um, those Indian researchers about people picking a having to pick feeling they had to pick a side. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's like that, isn't it? But 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 it's interesting that that of the Jebras that go in. Only one is captured, and uh, only one officer is captured and executed by the Germans. Um, and I can't remember which one it is, but it's is a guy called what? Captain Goff, who's who's from Somerset. You see, what's that all? Why only one? You know, is it because well, they're because, in uniform? No, it's because because there's two different ways of approaching this as a Jebra. Yeah. You know, you take okay. Wh- what are they there to do? They're there to coordinate supply drops to yeah. the Mackizard, yeah. train them, coordinate them. Get them under some kind of organisation. Yeah. 
okay, you're not there to go and start, you know, you're, you're there to blow up railway lines. You're not to go and attack yeah, yeah. troop columns. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so you're not actually, there's no real reason to put yourself in massive danger. And if you're landing down in the kind of middle of nowhere, yeah. then who's going to, you know, the fact that all these Frenchmen are taking these guys in. I mean, you know, look at, look at Team Cedric, yeah. for example. So Team Cedric is sent down into the Franche Comte. Yeah. Uh, and it's and that is the Belford Gap. That yeah. is that is that bit that I was talking about earlier on yeah. between the Jura Mountains and the. It's only the, fifteen miles wide. So it's fifteen mile miles, and, it, and it's the obvious, obvious, obvious way to get across the uh, the river and into Germany if you're yeah. in the German forces in the south. Yeah. So this is Operation Dragoon, really. So so yeah. Dragoon is is the the, the joint French American landings, you know, near Marseille in the yeah. south of France on the fifteenth of Anvil, August. As was Anvil, as was Dragoon, as became. Yeah, and and they're going to be pushing up the German forces from southern France, and when the Germans are going to retreat back into Germany. The Belfort Gap is the obvious route through yeah. which they will be passing, and it's an yeah. ancient, ancient kind of thoroughfare because it's between mountains. And it's and it's wooded. It's sort of classic deep rural French interior. Yeah, and there's lots of maquisards in the hills, mm. and there are various SOE circuits that have been there. Treasurer and uh, stockbroker. Yeah. <laughs> um, ac- well, acrobat is the first one that's yeah. down there. That, yeah, that, yeah. That's Kamets, yeah. Harry Ray, who's a British officer who's been helping to who helped to set up acrobat. So you, so what you would do is, you, as an SOE officer, you would be parachuted into France. You set up one circuit, that then gets a bit too big. So you then have to set up a sub circuit, that gets too big. Then you have to set up another sub circuit, <laughs> you know, to protect yourself and yeah. uh, uh, and all the rest of it. But suddenly there's an awful lot of circuits wheeling around, and various of them get there. But 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 treasurer is still so so stockbroker is a sub circuit of acrobat, treasurer is a sub circuit of stockbroker, and treasurer by August 1944 is the only one in that southeast area of that's still going, and that's run by a guy who's only gotten been parachuted into France. In July 1944, so again, after D-Day, separate to the Jebras. So they're still parachuting in lone SOE operatives in addition to the Jebras. I mean, it's a right old mess, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's a terrible mess. Um, And that's George Miller. And George Miller wrote the brilliant book called Mackie. Yeah. Absolutely seminal work, published in 1945. So he he got it past all the censors and everything. Really? Yeah. Didn't do any secrets about it. He doesn't talk about... How SOE operates or anything. What he's yeah. talking about is the Mackie. Yeah. He's talking about the resistors, who right. they are, how they do it. Lots of stuff about black citrons, which is why I really like it. <laughs> and and not owned by the Gestapo. And 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 so so Miller's a really interesting character because he was a journalist yep. in the war. He was working for the the Telegraph and the Express. He's mm. bezies with with Alan Moorhead. Yeah, legendary war correspondent whose book we republished. Yeah. yeah. Um, he has been in Paris in 1940. He's managed to get out, ends up joining the British Army rather than staying in the in the press. Gets captured in North Africa, manages to escape um, in Northern Italy. Mm. Um, he's in the same camp in Northern Italy with David Sterling to start off with. Yeah, All right. Um, SAS fame. Uh, manages to get into into France, gets to Paris, escapes from Paris, gets down to the Pyrenees, across the Pyrenees, gets back into England. Volunteers for SOE because obviously all these resistors and SOE yeah. types have helped him get out of France. Yeah. He's fluent in French, and they go, "Yeah, absolutely." Parachutes him back in. He's running the um, treasurer circuit. Incredible. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, you know, balls of steel and all the rest of it. Yeah, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll talk about Team Cedric 
who they, yeah, which is just who they were and what they got up to. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Welcome back to We Have Ways of Making You Talk, where I have two words for James Holland. Team Cedric. <laughs> Team Cedric, yeah. I mean, but, that's a snazzy code name. Mission Impossible. They should be called Team Cedric, just to take some of the glamour off it. <laughs> yeah, there's, also, there's also Team Hugh. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it, it's really, really... It's, Tom it's, Cruise in Team Cedric. In Team Hugh. Team Hugh. <laughs> Team Hugh 6, Redemption of Dawn. Um, anyway, so Team Cedric, they're sent to the, the, the they're sent to the Belford Gap, which is yes. the, the Jura Mountains, the Swiss Alps. Anything called a gap. If you're ever reading anything, any military history stuff, and they mention a place that's called a gap, you know it's important. It, uh, you know, the, the Fulda Gap in Germany, any, yep. any gap... Yep. Uh, uh, it, 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 and it's a thing that's there and it's on planners' minds. It's on strategists' it's minds. It's a key piece of real estate. It's a key piece of real estate. The Belfort Gap. Um, uh, uh, so <laughs> Team Cedric. So Team Cedric is sent out there to help coordinate the the, the Mackizard, which are out there. Yeah. And they are growing by the day. Yeah. In that classic way in the summer of 1944. Yeah. There's lots of uncertainty. There's lots of troop movements. Incidentally, I mean, you know, a lot of the troops that that are that are on the ground in France, the German mm. troops, that is, are os battalions. Yeah, you know, they're the least trained, least motivated. You can just do the kind of housekeeping job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing. Well, and actually, Jacko's Jacko's father. Right, exactly that, exactly that. So two two entire Ukrainian battalions. Yeah, murder all their German officers. Yep. and bug off and join the Makizad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, is it in that area? Is it Shabo who walks up to a Polish unit and yeah. gets them to gets them to uh, I, I, in this part of the world and gets them to, to turn themselves over? It is, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah, yeah she goes under a, under a Polish flag and w- w- like walks up. Yeah, to and them. Christina does that, doesn't she? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, Karen Granville. Yeah, yeah. No, it's yes, it's Granville. It's Granville. Yeah, not not She's she's bought it. Yeah, she's um, bought it by this point. Yeah. There's these Ukrainians running around with un- without enough weapons and ammunition. Yeah. They've got some weapons, but they haven't got enough ammunition left. Yep. Um, and obviously, they're not going to get that much ammunition because it's German. Yeah. Um, then you've got the Mackizards. You've got the um, Treasurer Circuit yep. run by um, by George Miller. Yep. Codename Emil. Emil. Um, then you've got... C- Emil's better than Cedric. I'm sorry. Just is unless it's Cedric. It's not though, is it? It's Cedric. Anyway, it's carry Cedric. on. So, so Miller's running. For his... So he's running that. He's got. He's 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 working very close. He's all got there in early July. Yeah. And so he's coordinating things there. He's coordinating arms drops and all the rest of it. But recognizes that that southeast France is quite a long way. It's sort of equidistant between London and Algiers. It's kind yep. of you know you're not highest on the pecking order. Highest in the pecking order is going to be Brittany, 
Paris yeah. region, all that yeah. kind of stuff, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got quite a challenge. But on the other hand, it's quite a quiet sector. But it might not be any minute now yeah. when the Germans start retreating through here. So, yeah. you know, they've got to have plans for that. Yeah. Um, got to coordinate all that. And he has got into bed with the local, not literally, obviously, um, with the local Mackey leader, who is Joseph uh, Bartelet, yep. who's got his nom de guerre is Boulaya. <laughs> and he's a native of Besançon, which is... The, the, the main town yeah. down there. Um, and and Boulea is interesting because he's actually lived in England before. Yeah. Um, and his big thing is he sets up business schools for women. Right. So he set one up in England, then came back in 1938, set one up in Metz. But obviously, war comes, he has to get, he gets joined up, he's yeah. a reservist, he has to go and do his bit, um, gets captured by the Germans, managed to escape. Yeah. You can forget going back to Metz. Yeah. That's not going to happen. That's now in German hands. So he returns to Besançon. And as things progress, then becomes a kind of local resistance leader. Yeah. Um, also, there is a chap called Georges Moll, who's actually quite a famous resistor. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's quite well known. And yeah. he's helping him with the um, with the, with the uh, um, uh, treasurer circuit. And, and it's interesting because Miller's approach is, let's just be cautious here. Let's let's not Let's not kind of... You know, stoke the draw attention to us. Yeah, and let's not poke the hornet's nest too much. Let's just yeah. kind of gather intelligence. Yeah, gentle sabotage, blowing up the old railway line, yeah. that kind of stuff. But nothing. Let's not go looking for trouble. Mm. Enter into this is is Team Cedric, <laughs> who are this further level. And, and my big question mark is why do you need this Jebra team in here? I, I, I'm not entirely sure if I'm brutally honest. George Miller seems to be handling things quite well. Well, exactly. Why do you need that Jebra team there? Is this the arse not being in full communication with the elbow, perhaps? I suspect there's a bit of that. And I and I think there's quite a lot of sort of, you know, the Jedbras on paper sound a really, really good idea. It sounds incredibly yeah. sensible. Yeah. But then when you add in, but we've also got all these special forces, like yeah. SAS types. Yeah. And then we've already got circuits in operation. You know perfectly well um, that the Allies have a tendency, once they've set a thing up... They're going to see it through. To use it, yeah. Regardless, regardless of whether it's a good yep. idea or not, because it's burning a hole in their pocket. It's that. It's that way of looking at things. It's like we've spent all this money, we've travelled all this way. We're, we're gonna we're gonna use a Jedbra team, yep. and there's a sort of element that it's a one size fits all thing, isn't there? Yeah. For, yep. for, for yeah, for, I think um, I think there is for France certainly. Very often when the Allies do that kind of. Um, we got it, so we ought to use it. Thing things go things can go wrong. So it's it's not. Nothing goes wrong with the Cedric. I know, but, Cedric but, at all. I know, but 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 sometimes it, you, you know what I mean. Is it can is, do? It can do. It can do. And it, and and what you you seem to be courting is confusion. So, but who are so who are the Cedric team? So the Cedric team is led by Captain Doug Dewitt Bazarta. Now, uh, and and he's he's an extraordinary guy. He's sort of um, ginger haired, thirty three year old maverick. Yeah. Why he's only joined the army in nineteen forty two, I don't know. But he joins the OSS in 1943, a year later. He's a very good marksman. So I don't really understand how he's avoided the draft up to that point. But, you know, he has. Um, he's a, Maybe it's because he's actually he's over 30. I don't know. Yeah. Um, or maybe he just wasn't, you know. Anyway, whatever reason, he doesn't get into the army until later. He's a he's a boxer. He's, he's a total maverick. I mean, you know, he's a loon, basically. Yeah. He's incredibly gung ho. He hasn't been in action before. And the interesting thing about him compared to, to Miller, for example, is is that Miller has been in action. Yeah. He's seen a lot of war. Yeah. And, and he knows that kind of caution is the kind of yeah, better, yeah, better yeah, part yeah. of valor, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's Captain Louis Len. Yeah. Um, who's actually known as um, he's got a nom de guerre, which is Captain yep. Chappelle. 
Um, he's the second in command. And then the radio operator is another American called uh, Dick Floyd, who's only fresh out of school. He's only 19 years old. He's a radio operator. From I Brooklyn. wonder how he learned French. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he doesn't have to. You don't have to learn fluent French if you're the radio. No, you have to. You got working you, you French. You get by, but yeah. it's it's interesting. You know, how did Doug? How did Doug? Bazada. Bazada. How did he pick up his French? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe just you know because he's a worldly maybe, guy. He's been around. Maybe the block. just good at languages. Maybe he worked on the you know merchant navy. Maybe something like that. Merchant marine. Yeah, maybe merchant marine guy. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> uh, um, so he he that's the team, and and they're due to land into the France um, France Compatie, um, and and they land on the night of the twenty seventh of of August nineteen forty four, and it's really interesting because. Um, George Miller has got a, a young resistor working in the yeah. operating in a in an attic in the village of uh, of Vieli, which is yeah. near the River Ognon, which is um, it's kind of it's kind of northeast of Besançon. Yeah, um, maybe kind of ten miles away, something like that. Yeah, and they've got to listen out on the BBC for their the, every every different circuit and different resistance group has a different signal from the BBC. Yeah, and their one is. Have you got that there? Yes, I have. Hold on. Their message is La Longue Rose Asie et la Brulon Afrique. Which means uh, the, the languishing Langu Asia and the burning Africa. Yeah. So, anyway, early in the evening. <laughs> That's what that means. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It means, it means jack shit. But anyway, <laughs> early in the evening, um, the, it, um, Miller's young resistor. Here's it. Russia's yeah. over to find him. He's he's based in Vieli at the time. Yeah. Russia's over to tell him they prepared this this landing zone, which is quite tricky because of the hills and the woods and yeah. all the rest of it. Yeah. But it's but it's it's codenamed DZ Onion, uh, <laughs> Onion, Onion, um, um, which is next next to the river Onion. Yeah. And um, <laughs> not to be confused with Onion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So one spell Onion, the other one spell O G N O N. <laughs> And 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 everything happens absolutely like clockwork. Yeah. And Miller has got a a big black chanson of all. Yeah. Um, black Citroen like mine. Good for but him. But it's a commercial version, so it's yeah. like longer. It can take five people. It's got which means it's got three loads of seats rather yeah. than two. And um um, it's black with red wheels. Yeah. And he's managed to keep that away. And one of the reasons they've been able to use it so much is because um, Germans assume that they must be Gestapo. Yeah. Right. Which I've slightly shot myself in the foot. Yeah, I mean, one. yeah, just want to, um, given, I mean, you've had your leg pulled a fair bit about that being a Gestapo, Gestapo car, and now all of a sudden it turns out that, that it was. It was. <laughs> yeah, but also, also used by the French resistance and SOE. I rest my case, as by George Miller. Anyway, so they just picked him up and they they, they packed him up to a car and they mm. take him off to a village called, mm. called um, I can't remember what it's called, Voulon or something like that. Yeah. And, and they take him off there and, and there's this huge family house and, and they're just housed there. Yeah. And at one point, Miller and Bazata are there when the Germans turn up and they say, oh, we'd like to kind of um, commandeer this house. And the French owner says, well, you can't, I've got kind of 13 children staying here. And he goes, oh, okay, well, yeah, sorry, I'm bothering you. And walks off again. And, and you know, Bazata and Miller are literally on the kind of, you know, God, the other fantastic. side of the door. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. Brilliant. But but Bazata and, and, and Miller then get into various scrapes because by this point, the the Germans are retreating up from the south. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's 27th of August, right? Yeah. So Paris has fallen. Yeah. You know, It's all over. It's all over. The Germans putting all of their 
panzers into reverse gear. But, but but there is a moment where where Miller and and Bizarta are in are in, you know, they're in the black Citroen. Yeah. And what they want to do is they want to get to the Americans, and tell them where the Germans are and what their yeah. strength are and all the yeah. rest of it, and 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 warn them, and they come to a German roadblock, and. This time, the Germans sort of aim their rifles at them, and they skid to a halt and start opening fire. and the And the Citroen stops. They can't, and Miller can't get it started again, you know, because he's panicking a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And eventually, they do, and manage. And, and Bazarta gets a nick on the top of his hand. That's the only, only kind of wound they get from this fusillade of, of, of bullets heading their way. They manage to kind of turn around, screeching tires, and all the rest of it, and manage to hide in a wood that night, and. They hide the Citroen in the wood yeah. and lay low. And suddenly they hear German voices. And the whole wood is, you know, the Germans have retreated yeah. to the wood because yeah. it started to rain. <laughs> and they bug out at four in the morning Jeez and they've never been, they've Christ. never discovered. And they managed to, you know, they have all these, these hairy escapes. And there's another time where they're trying to get across this bridge and, and they've got a motorbike. They've hidden up the, the Citroen. Um, and they, but they found this old motorbike, this pre-war motorbike. And so they, they go, the two of them, head across this bridge. And they decide, OK, there's Germans on the other side of the bridge, but we're just going to gun the throttle and go for it. And they do. And it's bizarre to who's egging on Miller the whole time. Miller's sort of, I really think we should just kind of take it easy. He's going, no, we've got to tell the goddamn Yanks. You know, we've got to tell them and tell them the news about the German forces. And... It's, and it's kind of in, sort of, it's, it's sort of pointless. Bizarre in uniform, right? Yeah. So it, entirely rumbleable. Entirely rumbleable. Anyway, eventually, you know, after these sort of madcap escapades, they do get to Six Corps headquarters where they hook up with Lucien Truscott, who's a Six Corps commander and has been since he's taken over yeah. from John Lucas yeah. at Anzio. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's and and th they have a, a, a nice evening in his in his TAC HQ, uh, you know, with fine wines and, and food and all the rest of it. And he's thinking, I know all this from the Ultra Decrypt. Thanks. <laughs> Exactly. You took Thanks, words lads. out of my mouth. Thank you. Yeah, and he they and, and he literally so goes, well, This is all very interesting. Thank you very much. Um, you know, see you tomorrow. Uh, and they and then they head back, you know, back through German lines, go back to their you know, and the whole thing is just it's it's sort of all a bit mad. And and, yeah. and it's bizarre to who's egging on Miller and, and trying to get him to do all this crazy stuff and you know, jump get in a scrap. Get in a scrap. He's absolutely just desperate for a scrap whereas Miller is going I really think it's better if we just kind of you know keep our heads down and you know blow up I mean, a few bridges I mean, this is a, this and is a, lay a few few bombs on the roads and this kind of stuff this and is a, this is better this would be better than World on Fire wouldn't it exactly my point interestingly I've got an interesting meeting this afternoon exactly <laughs> that <laughs> well because you got you got the you got the boxer from the boxer from uh, boxer from the Bronx, from the Bronx, <laughs> and I said, "Chap, not so George such, Rillo, not so it's oh. such a good idea, old boy." Yeah, uh, they get, get on really, really well. But but it's interesting. Bravo, also. you judge. You you just you just not you're not you're not uh, loose enough about any of this. You're too uptight. <laughs> you, your lineys are too uptight about fighting the Germans. I said, old chap, I think what we ought to do is drive on. Um, I can put this. Into I can see a little over ahead is Jerry. Um, <laughs> I wonder whether a little kind of one eighty about. I'm tail. counting half a dozen Jerry's at that roadblock. Ah, don't be stupid. Let us shoot them crowds. The Ukrainians anyway. They they they, <laughs> they ain't gonna stop us. Ukrainians. Ukrainians. You got anyway. So 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 as an example, I mean, <laughs> it's it's kind of 
it it's it's kind of odd. I mean, mm. you know, you look at. I mean, I've looked at sort of a dozen Jedburgh operations. Yep. Not all of them, but but a yeah, dozen yeah, yeah, of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you'd have to say, broadly speaking, do what they're supposed to do. They organise <laughs> arms drops. They yep. they organise the Mackizard. They yep. get to where they got to get to. But, you know, certainly the case of Team Cedric. I mean, yep. you know, all the bizarre stuff of sort of careering around and sort of playing merry hell. And, you know, it's all very brave. And he gets a, he gets a yeah. you know, Distinguished Service Cross or whatever it is. And, yeah. But Miller gets a DSO. And, there's a big and, fat butt with this, isn't there? Well, the big fat butt is it's kind of all a bit pointless. Yeah. Yeah. It I just mean, is. It just is. A, it just is. It's brave. It's heroic. It's in the it's, Netherlands, too. There's a Jed, I mean, uh, uh, old old time listeners will be relieved to hear this. There's a Jedbra team with, with on, Market, on Market Garden. But what's the point? Because they don't trust the Dutch resistance anyway. At that point, so, so because, because everything's been blown, it, it's not that there. It's a failure. It's more that it's just not really adding a huge amount to the picture. But then, on the other hand, it's only three hundred guys, isn't it? And what would have happened if you hadn't sent them in? Yes, well, in the case of Team Cedric, I don't think anything would have happened you're at diverting all. Diverting absolutely precious air transport effort. Your, your so. air transport effort is priceless at this stage of the war. It really, really is incredibly important. And you're diverting it. You're well, using it You're using it for this, that and the other, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, well, that, the, the, that, that's the, sort of the problem, isn't the, it? The, the, the figures of um, how much are being sent through it are absolutely gobsmacking. That, that's a heck of an effort, isn't it? Yeah. So USAAF tonnage, July to September 1944, is 15,423. So, yeah, so that's, that's 45,000 tons dropped between July and September 1944 by the RAF and USAAF. Jeepers. With a total of 4,591 containers and 7,642 packages, just between July and, and, and September. That's a lot, isn't it? So that, that's your point. So I think you have to you have to wonder whether it's worth it. I would say it's completely worth it in Brittany, isn't it? You know, because that that saves yeah, the yeah, army yeah. out of a lot of effort. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, holds yeah. up all those those well, those and festungs well, on the coast. It's directly related to your breakout and yeah, uh, yeah, and, your, yeah. and your big but scheme. But Besançon, really? I mean, you know, they get through to Besançon, or, or you know, to Six Corps, just south of Besançon, before Besançon falls, and tells them that all these Germans are there, and they go, "Great, where else are they going to be?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a Belfort Gap. It's a historic yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, route yeah, through the mountains. Exactly. They're literally not going to be anywhere else, are they? Yeah. The simple four words parachuted behind enemy lines are, are kind of enough for, for a lot of people. Yep. You know, steel not flesh can be people parachuted behind enemy lines, can't it? Yeah. If you're, if you're causing all sorts of chaos behind enemy lines, it means you don't, you know, you're saving an infantry division, you're saving the PBI, they bother. The, the, the amazing it's thing the is... glamour of is, it, is, it? Is... The beginning of September, 12 canisters are dropped, organised by Team Cedric. Right. By by Dick Floyd on his yeah. radio. Yeah. They come in. But they're still working with Miller and, yeah. and, and Georges Moll yeah. and Boulaya and, and all these guys. You know, it's it's not so so my point my point again is is it's not like Team Cedric doesn't have a radio. I mean Yeah. Maybe they don't. I mean, I I don't know. Um but 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 why do you need Team Cedric as well as 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 Miller and because you got it because you got it you might got as well. it use anyway. it or lose it it's yeah, all yeah, that yeah. I guess so. I guess so. yeah, yeah. I guess so. but anyway so they d- and and they're really worried because there's Germans all around yeah. drop Z um, yeah. drop zone onion yeah I think what are we going to do and George Miller and 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 um, and and Doug Bazata 
are not there. They can't get there because there's Germans in the way from where their hideout is to Onion. And they're thinking, oh, my God, you know, this is the... the they can hear the, the plane circling overhead. Mm. And they think, we've just lost... It's blown. We've yeah. just blown, blown the whole thing. Yeah. Unbelievable. All 12 canisters come down. The, the Mackeysards managed to pick them up, get the whole lot. Germans don't get a single one. But, but you know, man for man, German troops. Stranger than fiction. <laughs> well, the point that what that tells you is you've got a lot of mot- unmotivated German troops yeah, yeah, who yeah. couldn't give a toss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you've got good German troops, there's no way 12 canisters are going to get down yeah. down near the river Onion without them picking them up, is there? No. Uh, uh, but but this also, you know, you, you, the, their best people are at the front being um, shredded by... Well, we all know, don't we, that the, the, the German troops in the in the southern front are are not as strong yeah. as they are around Normandy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no yeah. panzer divisions. Yeah. These are low-grade infantry units, yeah. don't want to be there, fed up, fed up with the whole thing, want to go home. Yeah. Get me through the Belfort Gap, please. Mm. Um, well, thanks everyone for listening. We hope you've enjoyed that. Um, we, we wanted to do it in one, but we didn't succeed. So there we go. Um, uh, thanks for listening. Don't forget we have Ways Fest, September the 8th to the 10th um, at Black Pit Brewery near Silverstone. Um, a whole weekend of uh, Second World War waffle. Buy your tickets. We'll see you there at wehavewaysfest.co.uk. James and I will be there for you to hang out with as well essentially we're, yeah. there, we're, there, we're there we're there to meet everyone and get to know everyone and uh, chat um, so we all s- and share a pint of retribution vengeance vengeance uh, all sorts of all sorts of corkscrew. exciting corkscrew very exciting <laughs> 1943 operational beers we all see you there I hope um, thanks for listening that's uh, this Jedbra team team Cedric signing off <laughs> <laughs> yes. Roger over and out. But, no, not over and out. No, no, it's not world on fire. It's out. You never over and out. Is it? Oh my god, Jim, are we gonna have to talk radio procedure? Yeah, I don't know. It's radio procedure. I've never done it. Out is stop. Okay. You can't say over and out. Over is me handing over to you. Oh, okay. I never knew that. Oh my god. Well, I've never done radio procedure. Why I, would I? I can't believe you got this far watching okay. war films and not knowing about over and out is over and out is like a, it's like a it's contradictory. Okay. So yeah. I say yeah, no, I get it. I get it now. So I say, Jim, I'm. Uh, uh, should we go for lunch? Over. Very well. Out. There we are. That's it. <laughs> Cheerio. Bye. <laughs>